0: HD1 Rally. We are a student-run non-profit radio station based out of North Carolina State University. I'm Keevelle Wilson and this is Off the Record. What's good everyone? You are listening to WKNC 88.1 HD1 Rally. We are a student-run non-profit radio station based in North Carolina State University. I am Keevelle and this is Off the Record. Today actually I am in goner and at the Performing Arts Center with the Shoal Diggers who performed here today. (laughs) <laughs> um thank you for your time and having me um so really quickly do you mind summarizing what type of music y'all make
1: all i can say is that it's a mix of all the influences that we grew up with listened to and are still listening to i mean it spans punk music spans country gosh a little bit of bluegrass sprinkled in there and uh it just comes out the other end sounding great i hope and we asked people what what it is and they they kind of have a similar uh, answer to me it's kind of incomprehensible and, and nondescript you know it's hard to put a finger on it but we we uh <laughs> we love to try does anybody else want to take a stab at that but yeah that's it's a good mix it's a good mix of a
0: lot of stuff okay so i know y'all just released a new album called wind wired and ways to wonder Um, Can you kind of walk me through the creative process for your third album?
2: Well, the pandemic happened, and as we all know, it was crazy times for all of us, so we recorded the record in three different recording sessions, one at a Masonic Lodge in Hillsborough, Eagle Lodge Number 19. Thank you, boys. And then uh, the second session at an abandoned Moose Lodge. Thank you, other boys and the third one at a former Methodist church. So we had all the big M's there, and uh, each one was a little different, but we kept on plugging during the pandemic and did what we could and kept the creative process rolling, hence the wind, the wires, and the ways to wander.
3: Yeah, Cavill, I'll talk a little bit about the songwriting. Uh, Just heard the voice of our boy, Daryl White. for chief songwriter uh, some of the other bandmates write a little bit um, sometimes we'll lead the songs that we write so there's a few in there like that but uh, uh, inspiration comes from you know whatever's on the mind uh, daryl is a surfer and takes a lot of surf trips in summer winter year round really and he comes home a lot of times from the ocean and the beach with tunes and uh, a lot of the tunes refer to scenes that he's seen on the sand or in the water as well and uh yeah the you know there's no there's no formula creative process or anything like that but um you know i think the songs kind of kind of come and you better make sure you got your notebook handy because you won't remember the next day that's been my experience anyway
4: beck anything to add
0: boy i think you guys got it well there okay so so having so many band members when you kind of make an album and you'll have like so many ideas and songs that don't make the cut, how do you guys kind of determine things like what actually makes it onto an album or like things like song order when you have such so many people?
4: That's a good question. Uh, We're in the fortunate position after making this last album that we wound up with five extra songs that didn't make it onto the album and the decision-making process is, you know, not it's not easy to decide which ones should go on. We love everything that we write. If it gets to the point where we're, we're, we're going to record it, then we definitely want to keep it and make sure it gets out into the world. So that kind of prompted us to get back into the studio again and, and bring some new material. Uh, we've got seven new songs that we're working now just final mixing down and uh, adding together with the other five that were left over from the other album. But you know, often we've been really proud of putting our music out onto vinyl and we're kind of here in the age when vinyl has enjoyed its resurgence and people want to buy uh, albums again. So one of the things that kind of limits us is the number of albums and the amount of uh, minutes and seconds you can put on each side of, a, of an actual LP. And so we have to spend a little bit of time kind of wrestling with that. But we feel real proud of the way we got this last one out, and we still have that process ahead of us again sometime later this fall with this new uh, material
0: that we're getting ready to put out. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview so you guys can listen to Rebar Sunsets by Shoal Diggers. Enjoy. Enjoy.
5: I walk past like a beggar who's fit for work. Helpless others I've been down to treat them like my church. Should I smell you everywhere Once you finally settle
0: back with the interview with show diggers hope you all enjoyed rebar sunsets enjoy the rest of the interview okay so my personal favorite song off the new album is rebar sunsets i just really enjoy all the wind in- instruments in the middle there um want to go around and maybe give a favorite song off the album
6: Well, that's easy because I agree with you. I also like rebar sunsets. It's kind of the most dynamic to me. It has a it has a real mood. I'm not exactly sure what that mood is. It's kind of it's kind of mixed. Maybe mysterious is a good word. Yeah, that's my choice.
1: Um, I'd love to talk more about the other great songs on the record, but. I, I agree as well. I mean, rebar has been my one of my favorites since we first played it, since Daryl first brought it to us. Uh, you know, listen. The, the funny thing is, when a new song comes comes into the band. I personally am a person who listens to music first, I think. I focus on that, and lyrics, I, I sort of dig into the lyrics a little later. So over the months after Rebar came in, I, I started to realize what was actually being sung, and those lyrics really get me. I mean, it's it's just great songwriting. Um, yeah, definitely stand out for me as, as Rebar.
2: Well, thank you guys, but I disagree. Pile of Sins is my favorite song, mainly because of the guitar solo that... Dr. Gary Larson plays in that. It makes my skin tingle in such a good way. Um, My second, and I'm I'm not even going to put this in order, not second, New Eagle Blue at Stephen Beck Road is also just a moving song and so beautiful. So those are my two.
4: I'm going to join with Daryl on this one and say Pileson's is at the top of my list, but... I will also say this, you know, when we got this album back in in its vinyl form from Citizen Vinyl out in Asheville, and we're proud to say that we printed this thing and had it produced right here in North Carolina, because we are definitely a North Carolina band, um, we took it and sat and listened to it several times over. And um, I feel like from start to finish there isn't a song on this album that I don't enjoy listening to and feel super proud of having been a part of creating, so... Um. Yeah, there's some top tops on the list, but everything on this album is is a lot of fun.
3: Yeah. Well, Daryl stole my answer, but I'll give it anyway. my My favorite uh, my favorite tune off the album is uh, New Eagle Blue. Um, it just such a beautiful song, but sonically as well, it just there's something about it just holds together so well, and it just sounds like a perfectly finished piece of art that has come out of Beck. And uh, it's just beautiful. And it just sounds so like perfect to my ear. <laughs> um, there's just something about it that I love. And then, uh, yeah, Pile of Sins is a kind of a tie uh, or else a very close second. And then um, also I can't not mention uh, the song off the album called Twelve Kings is another one that is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it's just a rockin' song and fun to play and great lyrics and yeah so that's my two cents anybody else Uh,
0: (laughs) so someone mentioned um vinyls earlier um what is it like to to press your own album as a smaller band it's uh It
2: takes commitment from everyone because we are put out our own stuff. We don't have a record label. We have helicopters circling overhead looking for us right now. (laughs) But until they find it, um, we are, you know, we put a lot of our own money back into the band and back into the funds. And that is how we're able to do it is for the love of art. I'd like to just piggyback on that
4: last word that Daryl mentioned, because you know, we've gotten to where it's not its not terribly hard for us to to get into a studio situation and lay these songs down. We've become more and more efficient over the years with this and uh, even look forward to doing more of it because of how, how good it's been going. But where we really got stalled in this last effort was in making final decisions about the artwork that, that was going to be on the cover of the album. And, you know, serendipitously, we kind of had... Uh, You know, we had people all the way in Indonesia even working on artwork for us, and then it it wound up being that in our buddy Gary Larson's garage, our our banjo and guitar player, Gary, pulled out his uh, phone and took some photographs, and that's what winds up being the album cover. So uh, it did take us probably the better part of a year or more to get to that, where we would finalize the album cover, but we're hoping this next album doesn't drag us down that much.
0: Okay, so looking y'all up online, it says um, y'all are swamp grass, which is for our listeners a mixture of bluegrass, folk, and country. But then you kind of also throw like sea shanty slash pirate music. I guess it would be a good thing to call it. Um, how in the world did y'all as a group arrive upon this unique sound? Um,
2: naturally, I would say. Uh it comes from all of us and from all our locations and all our experiences.
3: Um,
2: meow. Um, yeah, I'm from down east. I def- I grew up in the Great Dismal Swamp, so I'll take some of the swampiness there. Blackwater and Cypress News and Spanish Moss. And, you know, everybody here has come from unique places and have, has folk and and psychedelia and soul and funk and just all over the spectrum. And so we love it all and we try to just play it all and make it our own.
6: This is Matt, the drummer, the one of the newer members of the band. But I would say in my time with the group, they arrived with, we arrived with this sound because a lot of old souls in the group that really have an appreciation for, uh, traditional music but also want to have a little bit of a, a modern spin on things too mm-hmm. so that's sort of my observation of how we uh, or they arrived at this sound
4: good. Just say one, one other thing. we love to ask people after our live events what they hear and for them to give us some suggestion of what how they would describe our music and we have on occasion had some pretty good ones thrown back at us. Once when we were down in Carolina Beach where we will be back in just about a month, uh, one of the guys at, at the end of the show said, what do you call this? And I said, you tell me. He said, Acid Jug Band. <laughs> and I said, Okay, wow. Well, I, don't, I didn't realize we went that far out. But another, another friend of mine at the end of a show we were playing in, in, uh, at the Cat's Cradle said, you guys are folk bangers. And uh, we're just kind of casting the nets out there to see what people uh, how people could describe us. He said folk, stomp. <laughs> folk stomp we heard tonight. So yeah, we're you know we're open to suggestion and, and uh, still looking around for how to describe ourselves.
0: <laughs> Since y'all have so many um, kind of influences and genres y'all mix into your music, how do you make a cohesive song with everything going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: that's a really good
3: question And not a Let me field that one here
6: uh, Seems to me each song starts with a kernel uh, From an individual Maybe a kind of a duo effort Sometimes And uh, each player brings their strength to it uh, If someone ha- We're very open minded I'd say if someone has an idea That's specific we'll communicate it And try to accomplish that Otherwise we're all just kind of throwing our creative juices at it and what you hear I I, I wouldn't I'd hesitate to say it was really orchestrated to sound like anything in particular it's just all of our particular creative juices going and that's what you get and if someone has a specific idea then we'll try to communicate that
3: yeah and I'll share a thought on this one Cavell so you know with a pretty big band right like generally a nine piece or so sometimes ten you know sometimes less but our full format we usually have about nine nine or ten members on stage it's a lot going on um it's a lot of instrumentation a lot of sound you know two people on percussionist horn section um also a bunch of acoustic instruments that uh sometimes have um you know they've got like a more sophisticated resonant spectrum kind of than just electric instruments so it kind of adds a lot of complexity so anyway there's a lot going on i'm gonna say we'll work it out in practice kind of as we hear it right but one thing that's been kind of cool about our growth as a group as we figure out you know how to bring the sound together and make it holistic But for my personal growth as well, you know, when I started with this band, I was pretty much a novice, like I never really performed on many stages or anything like that. And I just wanted to rock out, you know, the whole time. But if everybody does that in a nine piece band, it's just like a train with one speed, you know, and uh, um, so it's been cool to learn like when not to play because in nine piece format, sometimes people need to not play. And that actually like adds to uh, the richness of the sound. It also adds to your arsenal of sounds you can make because you've got different combinations and things that you can bring to bear. And then it helps to, you know, we've been working a lot here lately on how to build the energy and then bring it back down, you know, and how to build to the high point of the song and swell and fade a little bit like that. And you can only do that if you're not necessarily rocking as hard as you can every single second. Um, But it's been really fun to me because for one thing, um, it's really nice to be able to listen to what else is going on. And so uh, if if I'm not playing as much, it gives me an ear that I can hear what my bandmates are doing. I really enjoy that. And then also, uh, then when it is your time to Contribute something to the sound, it's like that much more of a contribution. You know, you can hear it that much more because it wasn't there before. Whereas if it's all there together, it can just kind of turn into mud. Um, So yeah, you know, we're getting we're getting better at that. Let me tack a little something on there.
4: I think uh, Chris points out a, a really important thing. One of the things we've learned to do is learned how to listen to each other, and that comes from a lot of practicing together. Um, You can go back and practice your part and work on that, but it really is about coming together. And we have religiously practiced every week for years and years now in order to be able to do what we're doing. But one of the other things I think is really neat about that kind of listening is I always feel like we're working to help train audiences on how to listen as well. Because like Chris said, if we just all got up there and turned our amps up loud and played as loud and fast and frenetically as we could people would not enjoy this music we're, we're teaching them how to really hear what we're doing and it's a lot of subtleties that come together sometimes it's a subtlety as big as a freight train but other times it's a whisper that's flying over top of the waves of the ocean so that to me is one of the great things about playing in this band and witnessing people enjoying this music
0: so speaking about Kind of the so many instruments y'all play up there. Um, one of the unique ones I saw was a musical saw. Mm-hmm. Does anybody want to speak about that real quick? Of our saw players are here. Ah, oh, really? Cool. But,
2: Daryl, okay. You want to mention something? Uh, yeah. Passed down from the Appalachian traditions, uh, the musical saw has been around for centuries. I think just from the lumberjacks getting into that jack cider and just like we don't have anything else, we're going to, oh, this thing can sing. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky. We have two of them now. Our alto saxophonist, Allison Zirkel, plays the tenor musical saw, which is the deeper saw. And then our tenor saxophonist, Steve Coles, plays the really high pitch alto musical saw. So. People have heard it here or there, but I guarantee you, you haven't heard two of them, and they harmonize great together, and they make us feel a little funny in a good way inside, and we love it.
0: Okay, so I heard y'all you, you talk about Cat's Cradle a little while earlier. Um, what are some other of your favorite venues that you performed at? I'll take, I'll, I'll take one. Uh, we've, we played at Nash Street Tavern in Hillsborough a lot,
1: and... Uh, It's always an interesting experience it's a small place and as our band has grown over the years and some shows we end up bringing only four or five and some shows we bring all everybody but we played a few at nash street where we bring nine and it's always makes me nervous and i'm 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 wound up and but once we get in and it's time to go it's one of my favorite experiences to be crammed up there shoulder to shoulder and just blasting you know, with everybody, so I'm gonna throw one out for Nash Street Tavern, because I do enjoy playing there with everybody.
3: I got one, I mean, there's, you know, when you ask the question, it makes me think of sort of some of the premier gigs we've had, which, uh, you know, I think one, you know, we uh, um, had the enjoyment to open for uh, Southern Culture on the Skids at uh, Full Steam a few years co. back. At Mo Motorco, yeah, sorry. And uh, that was a that was a pretty cool one. I um, really enjoyed playing at Shikori Hills. Um, but because of our format, you actually saw it earlier here tonight, um, you know, we can hold our own pretty good without any amplification or anything at all. You know, fundamentally there's nobody that can't don an acoustic hat and just play out in the woods or something, and, um, you know, I love those big sound stages, and, and it's really fun to rock out like that, but some of my most favorite performances have actually just been sometimes at, like, on a street corner or um, or at somebody's party or, or you know, uh, um, something like that, you know, when we're just kind of playing acoustically, and it's keeps a lot of the same stuff, and it's the same songs, but it's different, too, and, you know, I, I like that a lot.
4: Well, we'd be lying if we didn't say that we really do love the Tiki Bar, maybe best of all. And it has a lot to do with the fact that when whenever we get to play there, which is we've been very fortunate over the years through the wonderful connection with Dave and Abby, uh, the, the owners of the bar and restaurant there, Ocean Grill and Tiki Bar, uh, their old friends of our our men, Carolina Beach, Daryl White's old surfing friends have gotten us down there. And we're going to be back down there on August 17th. So we're, like, chomping at the bit to see July and its heat roll away and uh, get down to the beach and get our feet in the sand and back in the water. Uh, hopefully everybody is going to be able to get down there and join us up on the pier.
0: Okay, so after a long performance or jam session, what's kind of like a go-to food or restaurant of the band?
2: Wow. Nick, you want to take this one? we are blessed in that our tradition as a band has evolved for years and years even before our current situation that at band practice we have home-cooked meals made for us and previously it was a lot by chris and his wife megan who also used to play with us and we practice there, and every practice, just delicious home-cooked meals, and sometimes we help supplement. Now, we're at Dr. Gary Larson's house, and his wonderful wife, L.A., Leslie Ann, is making amazing, amazing food for us. And so we, we really do. We sit down together, and we eat, and we discuss, and we laugh, and it is the heart of this band. I want to add a little something into
4: that, because. I think the question had somewhat, I, 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 what Daryl said I really appreciate because it is one of the things that I think is a reason why we're successful because not only do we get beautifully fed well by these loving, generous people in our band family, but we also get that time together to sit and talk about upcoming events and things that we need to keep on track with for, for our business. And uh, that really helps a lot. Um, we're, we're really fortunate that we've been able to keep that as a tradition. But the other thing I would say, I think your question had to do with, like, after you've just come off of a a live concert experience, you know, one of the things I know my friend here, Daryl White, doesn't like to eat too much before he gets up on stage because we work pretty hard when we get up there, and you don't really want to feel that bogged down. Now, I will say the last Cat's Cradle show, we all might have eaten a little too much over the Gourmet Kingdom across the street. But one of the traditions that we've kind of worked out over the years is if there is food that's happening before the show... We pack some plates, and we call them our dashboard plates for the way home. So we're often eating food in the trucks on the way home, driving out of the gig, and eating at 11, 30, or 12 at night, which might not be good for our bodies, but it sure feels good for our souls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, is there anything y'all wanted to talk about that I didn't cover? Nick.
4: You we want to talk about Nick. Uh, Nick, talk, talk, about talk about your wife. <laughs> 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 Our newest member,
1: yeah. I'm Nick, I'm the the newest member of the auxiliary percussion and uh, all the bells and whistles. So, my job is just to keep adding new colors. And I'm like J- Jackson Pollock of the band, and I just keep throwing paint on the canvas. And, and then I hand uh, some magic eraser to the rest of the guys here, and they tell them take away what you don't like. So, um,
2: what was it? Oh,
1: oh, yeah. So, my wife, Suze, is uh, I guess, be- kind of become the the band mascot uh concert dance leader yeah <laughs> she's so she animated. she's got the workout moves the 80 1980s workout moves um yeah she gets everyone going so that's a lot of fun yes, is.
0: <laughs> yes, is. um do you mind telling the audience where they can find you at social media is all that
1: so we've got uh, we've got we're on Spotify. You can find us on any any of this audio streaming services. We're on all those. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel with a few things up there and more coming all the time. Um, you can find us at Shoal dot com on Facebook and Instagram, too. And uh, let's see did I miss any else. Well, we, we showed up on Bandcamp recently with some hot <laughs> albums for sale and uh, we don't have any merch there. You have to come see us for that. But, uh, but yeah, we'd be happy to ship you a record if you order it on Bandcamp. Yeah, the best way to stay in touch with what we're doing is to uh, sign up for our email list on our website. Just go enter your email. We don't we don't bug people too much. Pretty much just uh, useful stuff about good shows coming up in the area.
3: Just want to shout out to the group who uh, put a lot of time and attention a while back into coming up with a really unique name, uh, the Shoal Diggers. There's not any other Shoal Diggers out there in the world. Uh, but that means it's pretty easy to find us because uh, we own the domain and it's just straight up Shoal Diggers on Instagram and all that. So if you can remember the name of the band, you'll be able to find our channels. And one more
2: thing. Shoal does not just mean a shallow sandbar. It means a large group of individuals. And when you're digging it, it's digging it. So that's what we like to think of. We're a bunch of people digging each other and hope you dig it too. Shoal Power, Shoal Army, join up.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to this interview. You can check out other interviews at wknc.org slash podcast and click on Off the Record. I'm Keeva on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Rally.
3: Thank you for listening and take care.